2: time for the Tennessee Power Hour on OutKick 360. Glad you're with us across the OutKick Network. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. The great crew making the show happen behind the scenes as well. Guys, a lot to get to this hour across the state of Tennessee. Multiple sports uh, and multiple arrests for Isaiah Wilson as we begin the hour. According to uh, John Glennon of uh, Broadway Sports Media, who had the first report of this uh, arrested about two months ago WHERE HE WAS DRIVING IN A CONSTRUCTION ZONE GOING 123 MILES PER HOUR. HE THEN PROCEEDED TO HIT THE ACCELERATOR UP TO 140 MILES PER HOUR. It's uh, THE RIGHT REACTION. WITH A POLICE CHASE THAT ENDED WITH HIM BEING HELD AT GUNPOINT AS HE WRECKED HIS CAR INTO A DITCH.
1: THIS GUY WRECKS CARS. HE DOES NOT uh, WRECK EDGE RUSHERS, HE WRECKS CARS. IT SOUNDS LIKE A SUPER DANGEROUS AT WHAT POINT DO YOU NOT situation. HAVE A LICENSE ANYMORE? Yeah, I mean, this is this guy right. is a
0: hazard to everyone on the road. I, I don't think that he should be allowed to have a license for a while. That, that should be pulled at this point. He can I afford
1: a driver for a short period of time. before You're wrecking at
0: 140 miles per hour because you're running from the cops. He's doing donuts. In, in the middle in a, in a of
1: Charlotte Avenue, in Nashville, Charlotte Avenue is About a the same
0: significant time. This was, street.
2: This is around 3 a.m., around the same time.
1: Yeah, And this was right after... He was suspended or right before he was suspended? What was the time frame? I'm sorry. So, well, this is well before. I, I forgot it.
2: This is well before because the Titans were upset that you were even daring to report the
1: news. No, I mean the, the Glennon report.
2: Oh, this was, bef- this was before January. the trade. This is January.
1: Oh, yeah. So, now here, here's one thing from the Titans' perspective, and people are getting on me about this. The Titans uh, declined comment. They no commented Glennon on this. I think it's a huge mistake. Because the traditional thing you say is we're aware. By not saying we're aware makes me feel like they weren't aware. And they need to be aware of everything that was going on. They may not have been.
0: I feel, first off, good job by uh, John Glennon in in Broadway Sports getting this story. Uh, I mean, if they weren't aware, first off, if they were aware and they no commented, that's a weird move for Titans PR. Second, if they weren't aware... That's bad. That's even stranger. You
1: got to be aware of everything this guy's I mean, doing.
0: how can you get, uh, first off, the fact that it eluded uh, the media for this long is pretty remarkable nowadays where there's arrest records out there with everything, especially when you got a high-speed chase over two counties in North Georgia that ends in a 140 mile per hour wreck uh, with a woman with acid in her purse yeah. involved also. Out of
1: state makes it a little harder, right? So somebody there doesn't know the Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson name in media and that's usually how you find it. Well
0: someone it. from Georgia should have had it. This goes back yeah, to yeah. me. Okay, you're this right. is you're right. I'm branching off here I a wasn't little bit. That way. What in the hell's going on in Georgia? How, how could this guy go through and play for Kirby Smart in Georgia and have a clean record? How can Sam Pittman go on a radio and television tour hyping this guy up as a great kid? No problems, no issues at all at Georgia, and then it all falls apart at once. I'm not buying that. Someone's lying. I Sam agree. Pittman's lying. Kirby Smart's lying. Isaiah Wilson is a damn good liar to them to conceal this the whole time he's there. Right, a jolly there was things going on at Georgia. Maybe Georgia riders are afraid to report things because if this, let's say it was a former Vol that got, uh, he's now playing for the Atlanta Falcons. And he gets arrested in Sevier County over a two-county car chase that ends in a wreck. We're going to know about it. You're going to know about it immediately on from the Tennessee Vols reporters. And then the Falcons reporters are going to pick up on it. Who's asleep at the wheel in Athens? I've got, got, a, big, I've got a big question about what exactly went on at Georgia. Um, I'd love to hear from some Georgia fans on Twitter if you heard about Because I said that there were maturity issues coming in. And then people were crushing me, saying, oh, there were no maturity. No one thought there were maturity issues. John Robinson, hey, it's not his fault that this guy completely fell off a cliff when he got drafted. I'm telling you, I heard maturity issues from multiple people around that program and multiple people that cover the
1: SEC. And this isn't a secret. It was, it was in some of the pre-draft reports by media draft analysts. I mean, it was a line, but it was a line. So it wasn't it wasn't some deep, dark secret. Now, people didn't delve into it in a huge way, but people also didn't expect Isaiah Wilson to get drafted 29th.
2: Also, I also want to point out the timeline of this from a Titans perspective. So they sent him home away from the facility. I've stressed this away from the veterans who spoke up after his DUI here. What was it, October? Yeah. And said, you know, we're here for him to support him. Dennis Kelly tried to put a phone call in. Roger Saffold was there for him and spoke publicly about it. But, but but they were also honest by saying, like, if you're going down this path, eventually you're going to be out of the league. This timeline. So it was New Year's Eve when they sent him away and he went and partied on a yacht with what appeared to be strippers. Right. He's making it rain. Uh, not trying to hide anything he was doing there. Six days later is when this took place.
1: And this woman he was with is the woman that was on his lap when he was drafted who his mother shooed away, you know, there was that weird interaction between girlfriend and mom. This was her. This is the same woman? Yeah. that had the acid that was with him when yeah. he the the acid was. By in the way, the car. this
0: police report is terrific because <laughs> it has the line from the woman when the cops are investig- interrogating them when they're arrested and they've got her purse and they say, ma'am, what is this? And she says, oh, F, it's acid. And she puts her head down. <laughs> so she completely forgot. I mean, I could see how you're in a 140-mile-per-hour car chase with cops that you'd forget that you had acid on your person. But isn't that why you you're in a in the car
1: chase? But can you imagine, like, <laughs> you're the you passenger
0: in this car with Lazy Panda, and you get yep. into a wreck, and you're, you know, you're having a great time. I'm in North Georgia. I'm 20 miles away from Athens having a big night, and then all of a sudden you get in the wreck. Then you get arrested, and then oh, that's right—I I had that acid on so me. So he was—he
2: was booked and charged with fleeing or attempting to elude a police officer, speeding AT a construction zone, reckless driving, marijuana possession of less than an ounce, possession and use of drug-related objects, and reckless conduct. It's quite a list. The fleeing charge is a federal offense. IT was released a day after posting a seven thousand dollar bond. Uh, and again, the timeline here: this is right before. The Tennessee Titans took on the Baltimore Ravens. He paid in the that.
1: He paid that like this, like yeah. in all of his uh, Instagram videos.
2: But th- this is this is behind the scenes of a guy who could not care less about the organization and getting back into the
0: good grades. Well, he's, he's
1: headed to a watch party to watch the Ravens game. He's getting ready. <laughs> I guess. You know
0: what, I mean, it's I, again. I. Titans fans, be pissed. It's okay. It's all right to be angry. This guy guy took a huge investment into his future and his life and said, all you got to do is show up and work and be a part of this team. That's it. Do that. We're giving you a huge vote of of confidence by making you a first-round draft pick. And this dude took that pile of cash and literally set it on fire in front of Amy Adams Strunk, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, Taylor Lewan, Roger Saffold, everyone who went to bat for him, just lit it on fire like the Joker in the Dark Knight, wanting to watch everything burn. That's what he did. And I have no problem being angry with him. He clearly has issues going on. He clearly has no desire to get help for those issues. So until he decides he's going to get help for these issues, he's going to continue down this path. But once again, though, I advocate for this, take his license away because I don't want him killing someone on the road, because that's the next step.
1: And again, I, I presume his lift privileges were suspended by the time this happened, and I don't know that you can grab a lift and take it to Georgia or wherever he's heading. When he was in Nashville, the night that he did donuts on Charlotte Avenue after drinking margaritas, he, like every employee of the Tennessee Titans, had permission to use a lift code and go anywhere for free. Think about this. You're young. You're living the life. You want to go out and drink. And you're absolved of any potential DUI problem. Never have to order a water. Never have to uh, assign a designated driver. Nothing. You have free Lyft. Not that he doesn't have money to pay for Lyft or Uber. Free Lyft. Imagine being however old he is, 22, having that money, having the ability to go out. Say he's a, a, a great type, right? You work all day, you, you, you do your lifting, you do your conditioning, you do all that, and you go out and have margaritas, and you have a big time. you You do your lifting, and then you do your lifting. Yeah, with then the you lift those giant margaritas, and you have 10 <laughs> of them, and then you get a lift, and you go safely to your apartment, your home, or whatever. No problem. That's why DUIs are down, 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 down. That's why we haven't heard of a Titan getting a DUI, because these guys are all smart enough to use a benefit that the league or the team is smart enough to hand them and say, here, here here's a foolproof way to not get a DUI. They will drive you anywhere, anytime, no questions asked, no cost.
0: Well, they don't. Problem solved. He had already been in trouble, I'm sure, at this point, and didn't want to flag the Titans as into alert them as right. to I'm so out partying. So instead I'll do drunken donuts on Charlotte Avenue. Well, and here's here's another important part of the story that that really came to mind. People still do acid. <laughs> Is this 1968? <laughs> oh, I'll
1: answer about the acid. I didn't I didn't know that the acid was still a thing. I, not that I'm doing acid, but when we get to me finishing off my sign off, uh, for those of you who are new to the show, I've got we'll, a historic, we'll ask the Bath Salt
0: Bandit after the show about acid use in America because I didn't know that it was still this prevalent. But apparently it's still a thing. you forgot
1: my story? And as
0: as these questions, (laughs) uh,
2: as these stories continue to come up by Isaiah Wilson, it bears the question, what else is out there that we don't know about this guy? A lot. How many more arrests were there? How many more times were cops called? How many more times were the Titans alerted to things throughout this process? How many balconies? Why did he was jump he suspended of? after actually playing in a game against the Indianapolis Colts?
0: You brought this up All yesterday, Hutton. That that timeline, and no one has that story. He gets mysteriously we're going suspended we're, after a game, right? We're,
2: we're talking about a player. The organization internally doesn't want to speak his name, and they played him in a game. They don't do that as a re, other than a reward for getting back to. In shape. Well, and, and they were have, also. It's a reward of actually putting a ros- putting a jersey on and being a part of a game well, day they roster.
1: Were, I don't think it was a reward. They were so hurt. They, he was the last. They were so hurt and He played, lineman, They had to put him in that. They didn't no, have to put him in the game, he, but they had to dress for a, him. For those he was two in there games.
2: for an extra point and three snaps at the end. Right. They did not have to play him. They didn't. And they, they did. had to dress him. And they did. Yeah. Uh, and then when they got back to Nashville, he was suspended for a week. Yeah. There is a story there that has not been reported. That I hope people are digging up.
1: Four words that the Titans do not like to say. Isaiah, Wilson, quarterback, sack. These are words they don't like to speak.
2: I I mean, I'm tired of saying the guy's name. Imagine being behind the scenes with this
1: guy. Well, well, they feel like they've washed their hands of him, and lo and behold, no. here's well, something. This, that's
2: this is this is a setback. They're not willing to stand up and admit.
1: This also concludes this us saying his name This is today. not just
2: a whiff.
0: This concludes us saying his name today, right? And then two days from now, or next week, when the next story pops. We'll probably say it again.
1: Well, they'd like it to be reduced to at least us talking about him in a. Boy, it sure would have helped if they had a 29th pick in the draft who was a contributing factor on this. Well, I don't think they want anybody talking be about talking that. Talking, well, no. But it's better than talking about. Well, the Titans are
0: 5'11 in two years. They're definitely not going to be talking here about Here are that.
1: some more arrests from his time uh, as, as a Titan. It'd be good for them if those stopped surfacing. Um, and like you said, there, there are probably a bunch of them out there. Who knows in what well, county? Not even arrests, just
2: incidents. Like yeah. this guy. I mean, the track record here of the things we actually know about is lengthy. Yeah,
1: and the first one, go back to the TSU uh, incident where he th- thought about jumping off the balcony. Wasn't supposed. I mean, that's child's play compared to what not, we're dealing
0: with now. Was not supposed. Yeah. I want that to be, Isaiah Wilson back. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Was not supposed to be on TSU campus things because TSU was shut down. Can't follow that basic rule. Well, you know,
0: I want COVID violation Isaiah Wilson back. (laughs) As opposed to, uh, you know, vehicular manslaughter Isaiah Wilson, acid dropping, uh, hooker dancing on a yacht Isaiah Wilson. And, Paul,
2: just to put a a close here for those that are saying why is it such a setback, it may not be a setback on paper right now. But when you – I mean, they're getting absolutely zero out of their first-round pick, at least for Sean Evans is a serviceable – Serviceable. You know.
1: But we've talked about this. The Titans and John Robinson era have zero fifth years out of first-round picks. Zero. And zero second contracts out of uh, first-round picks. And guess what? Isaiah Wilson, they have four snaps out of. Three kneel-downs and a knock on his ass on an extra point. They're getting nothing out of a first-round pick there. That That's regression from... Uh, you know Corey Davis, who had one good year and was always hurt and, and never really blossomed. Doy Jackson, who didn't didn't get on track and force. They need guys that force them them to exercise fifth year options with no question and and demand a second contract. And instead, they're drafting a guy who's uh, you know getting a federal charge against him as they're trying to deal him for an upgraded seventh round pick. Right. They turned a 29th pick in the draft into, in less than a year, an upgraded seventh-round pick. Woo! Value football.
2: Yep. And it, it just continues to pop up. And it will with this guy. Yeah. It's the kind it of will.
1: move that haunts you for six, seven years.
2: Uh, coming up, some decisions to be made by the Nashville Predators. They're in a weird spot, record-wise and roster-wise. And what referee-wise. They need
1: to
0: do. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, that's <laughs>
2: That's it. right.
1: Not to a referee bury the was. lead,
0: but... Uh, That's a good
2: point. Yeah, the, the ref last night who's uh, out of a job. We'll, someone we'll fired last night. Uh, Clark Lee and Vanderbilt football. Um, some other headlines as well, including Jayon Brown. And uh, is it a one-year contract, Paul, or not? We need to discuss this.
1: He seemed to boast about it being more than a one-year contract. I'll tell you some details.
2: I'll kick 360 rolls on here in the Tennessee Power Hour. To see Power Hour rolls on on OutKick 360. Glad you're with us wherever you're watching today. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button for us. You can also, if you have an Amazon device, ask Alexa to search OutKick on YouTube, and our program will play for you each day starting at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, right here on the OutKick YouTube channel, on the Facebook Live page as well. We hope you'll share that post Uh, with your friends on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter as well, at OutKick360. FanDuel.com. Great offer right now for new users across the great state of Tennessee and beyond. If you're new to FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash OK360. That gives you the option of placing a $5 bet to win $150. 30 to 1 odds for new users. FanDuel.com slash OK360. So a little ref bias with, uh, with the Nashville Predators last night. Nashville hosting Detroit, and there's a ref with an open mic who says, yeah, I'm going to call this on Nashville. I need, to, I need to make this call on Nashville, uh, in, implying that it's a makeup call for something earlier in the game. Uh, Tim Peel is the referee's name in the NHL who was since fired. They acted quickly on this referee. Paul, as it turns out, he was set to retire at the end of the season. So, you know, he's, he's given the boot a couple months early here. But uh, they, act, they act in a way that delivers a message. The NHL wants no part with any idea that the refs are against one team or the other. And I would imagine that goes to some of the sports betting and gambling sites as well.
1: Certainly it does. The, the NHL is bailed out here by him being on the verge of retirement, right? So if this is a younger official who is not on the verge of retirement, who's scheduled to be back next year and maybe have a long career, then we really find out, you know, yeah. what's the penalty. Is it a long-term suspension? Is it a, a suspension for the remainder of the season? Or is he fired? I mean I believe conversations probably go on like this. The open mic is what killed them. I mean, there are makeup calls made in sports. You can't verbalize pretty it. Pretty consistently. Yeah, verbalizing it. Uh, you is, can't is I mean it's pretty dumb.
0: You or, gotta be smarter than to go to anyone and say, I, I was gonna get Nashville on a penalty early in this penalty in this period. I needed to get, get to that yeah. quickly. You can't I mean yeah, I agree. psychologically, absolutely it happens. Where you know a coach is in your ear, you missed a call in any sport. So, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more apt to get the next penalty on that team because I know I missed it on them before. Um, I don't think that's uncommon at all, but to say it aloud, even if he wasn't miked up, not the
1: brightest. Here's the thing for predators, people, I would say, because I, I get the sense on Twitter, they think it's about them. It's, it's not about the predators. It's about hockey. <laughs> And it's about the national hockey league and it's about how how officiating works
2: well it can be it can be though about specific players it can if be. you watch nbc sports network and the behind the scenes aspect of the stanley cup playoff and the the refs who are mic'd up and how they go oh, at it with the players right they go at it more in that sport than Major League Baseball yeah, and the a, NFL combined. Baseball. I mean, they treat them like other jars. players. There is, Yes, they do. There is, in some cases, a pure hatred oh, for chirping, each other. But chirping. But do we think that
1: there was something like that with Victor Arvidson? I, I, I Arvidsson? Mean, no, I, but the I, ref I, isn't so, saying
2: Victor Arvidsson. He came over on the hot mic and said, he was talking. that wasn't ref. much, but I wanted to get the Prez on an effing
0: call earlier, and I, then it cuts I off. I think he was yeah, talking yeah, to another right. ref.
1: Yeah, he about, was talking about to that. another ref. For sure. So,
0: but here's another, uh, Mike Fisher, the former Pred, and during that behind-the-scenes, it was the HBO show, where they go behind-the-scenes during the playoffs, and they're on Mike, and Fisher's complaining about something to a ref. Just is just one example. Yeah. Using every F-bomb possible to the ref, and the ref looks at him and says, you can bleep and skate. That's not a penalty. You just fell down. <laughs> and gets in his face and is saying this to a player. I mean, hilarious. But there's a lot of back and forth. My that point sport. is,
1: though, I, I don't think you would have trouble catching this in a lot of games. You're Maybe right. not verbalized. It was a stupid right, right. thing for him to verbalize it. But if we could hear inside guys' heads how how the mechanics of a that, game are working, I agree. you're hearing this there's in context a lot of arenas on a lot of sure. nights. Predators fans are going to take this, and now it's going to be the flag they wave in the middle of a crappy, crappy season – like the NHL, for some reason, is out to get the Preds of all teams, which I don't buy for a But second. that's the perception you can't have. Those
0: fans can say that now. The guy is and on mic saying, I wanted to get Nashville for a penalty. And that's why they fired so him. So if there's any perception that something like that's going on, you got to get rid of him. That's why I think, even if it was a young official, he's out, too. Probably fired right away, because you cannot have that perception. Here's the other thing where the NHL was helped. Preds won 2 nothing. What if they go on a penalty kill and lose 1-0? Uh, that's a great point. For that reason, how many people in Vegas are pissed? How many common people who uh, wagered on that game are angry at that point? And then you have this cloud hanging over it where you have the official on mic saying, I wanted to get the Preds for a penalty early. That's a real problem.
1: Yeah, then it sounds like you're connected to uh, veto. Uh, you know,
0: well, that's what they got. Connected. They got bailed out by the Preds winning two to nothing in that game. Quite honestly, if it's one nothing it, or two it, to one, and that's the difference, you got a much bigger story.
1: It's a very bad look, and to me, the NHL as the smallest of the big sports uh, never needs to be in the headlines for something negative. Um, it only hurts it. But I wonder if it's uh, any pub is good pub you know, and and now you get a few more eyeballs who are curious about how the officiating is tonight. How's the officiating in the next Preds game? Are they getting benefit of the doubt?
2: Probably not. Uh, but there, there is a curious, there, there's a dynamic with the player and ref at the National Hockey League. That's fascinating to me. There's a dynamic with the league where fighting is sometimes encouraged. You keep a guy active just for the fight early in the game to set a tone. Uh, There there is a tone set between players, coaches, and the refs that you don't see. Uh, I spent four seasons on an NFL sideline. Things are said to referees, and they say things back, but not nearly to the extent of what is is mic'd up and what the league will put out on its own film promoting a league championship.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see it compared to baseball because I think strike zones talk. In baseball, can get pretty down and dirty, especially because oh, I, because but you that's have only a, when
0: someone's getting ejected. No,
1: also they're also not though, saying much during they, the game. Well, the, the one thing the about baseball is you've got three days of talking about it, and that guy goes from the plate to third base, where you're now playing third base, or you're, or, or you're he's at first base, and you're on first base. Two more, you know, two times the next night when you walk and get a. But single. in baseball,
2: you just get thrown out. Yeah, yeah these yeah, guys are not getting thrown out. It's
0: accepted part of the game. I mean, it's almost like the the hockey officials are are players. They're out there skating around as much. You know, they're in the middle of the action more so than – Tight quarters. You know, I think of the umpire in football. Yeah. You know, they're right there. It's like they're part of the game the whole time, and they speak to each other like they're all equal parts of the game and not like one's an authority over the other. They just go back and forth. Baseball so old time. I mean, if you turned around and sort of arguing balls and strikes with someone and used one F-bomb, you're getting tossed.
1: It's a victory for players. I, I wonder, I haven't seen, uh, we've obviously been in the air for a while, and I haven't seen player reaction to the news from this morning. Interested in that as as well. You know, they, they feel any kind of brotherhood with these guys because they are kind of like players and because you yap with them, you know? When you are yapping with people on that regular basis, there's a little fraternal element.
2: Another, to, another. Even in hate. Another victory for the league is David Reed, the chairman of the board, did some digging prior to the show to see some of the games, and he's a Predator season ticket holder, to see some of the games that he felt like were officiated to a point where it deserved a second look, and this guy was not a part of any of those crews. So (laughs) there is a little benefit with that as well. He
1: did, by the way, have a puck go off his uh, private area and into the net one time. That's a famous highlight of him.
2: He's going to fill that one in retirement.
1: Tim Peel, The <laughs> goal.
0: If, if you remember, there was a basketball, kind of an equivalent to this, a few years ago, and I think the guy was close to retirement also, and they just nudged him out. SEC basketball, Tennessee at LSU. Remember, there was a bunch of controversial calls that went against Tennessee, and then right after the game, there were Facebook posts of that ref in LSU gear, LSU gear. That he was out partying yeah. with people, and he was wearing LSU gear, and – I think the initial thing was he couldn't ref LSU games anymore, but then eventually he was completely out.
1: Let's spin off of this for a second. Yeah. Given the legalized sports betting in however many states, including Tennessee, for us now. We are in the are, Tennessee Power hour. Are we closer than ever to an officiating scandal related to gambling? than we have been. Well, we've had Tim or, Donaghy. Or, or less. Donaghy and the Boston College way back I, and stuff. I think the more, but the more freedom we have to bet, does it make, make it more likely that somebody ropes it in? I think in? it makes less likely. Or is it, less it when likely. betting was in the dark corners? Yes. I think when was betting was likely.
0: run by uh, the Monsters. Gambino crime family in Jersey and New York, that's when you had more possibilities to have big issues. I think now that it's so prevalent, and uh, it's 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 corporate and with the internet there's big companies that are behind analyzing it every these call. are these are giant companies that are behind this it's much more mainstream i think the probability of something like that happening goes down
1: how about a college kid missing free throws to to manipulate the see again spread? i think
0: it's more apt to happen when there's someone that's seedy getting involved and it's more of an underground thing
1: I'm surprised it hasn't happened more. It probably has happened more, and right. we don't know it, which means they've effectively pulled it off. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more, and we haven't learned. I'm surprised it haven't been bigger. I, I suspected
0: Tennessee of taking a fall in the first half against Oregon State. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, there, there was a time in that game where I look at you guys and I'm like, are they trying to look this bad? Just the shot selection, and even when they had one, well, it was see, so usually
1: off. when you're doing it, you don't look outright bad. You're missing by
0: a little bit. It's like Tony in Blue Chips. You know, he missed one free throw, but not both. But then it got a little sloppy late when he was point shaving. You can't be so bad that it brings up a bunch of red flags, but just bad enough.
1: Right. You'd be good at a, as a point shaver, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I was a point shaver, but I wasn't intentionally trying to do it. But I you just could naturally, have. my game, shave points if you if played at
1: any level where there was any yeah, money. if they if they, games, if they had a point
0: spread on the Mount Juliet Laverne game in 1999, I probably shaved points unintentionally.
1: And so, if all, all we needed was money to come into the equation, yeah, then you would have been golden.
0: Again, at the time when it wasn't legal, if there was a crime syndicate element in Wilson County. <laughs> then I would have profited from my poor play Somebody this approaches
1: game. Tom Withrow behind us. You
0: he must go to the hey, Don of Lebanon. Hey, yeah. I got a deal for it's you, It's the Moonshine Tom. Mafia. <laughs> I, need, I need a
1: favor from your son. <laughs>
0: yeah. Kiss the ring. My dad does look Italian. So he that, that he does go. look
1: Italian. Hey, you're, you're Italian like me. I got a favor. Come What's over here and throw some
2: bags and cornhole while After we discuss yeah. lunch, this. That's After right.
1: lunch, we'll talk by the dumpster. Yes. <laughs> How's my, my Italian mobster accent?
0: It wasn't bad, but I was expecting better for someone actually from New Jersey (laughs) than that, (laughs) than
2: what you gave
1: us. It's been a long time.
2: Uh, A a discussion point with the Preds that we can get to uh, coming up later this week, early next week. How they're
1: unwatchable?
2: Well, not anymore. They're actually playing really well. Uh, They're getting solid goaltending now from UC Saros. Pecorine's last two starts have been strong. Four Uh, out of five. And they're right there on the borderline area of potentially making the postseason, as crazy as that it's sounds. Still,
0: it's still like a 19% chance. But I looked at hockey reference today. I mean, the, you're right. The probability is going if they up, continue but it's like a at 19% pace, chance.
2: If they continue at this pace. 23 games left. They're going to have a decision to make at the trade deadline. That's the topic. It's not the, do they make the playoffs, D- don't they, how much do they want to be in. Every team wants to be in. But we can discuss later this week how, how you approach it because they need to – break down and rebuild. They, they've done a decent job of trying to get a get younger. Uh, they're getting solid goaltending now. We finally see Ellie Tolvin in playing up to his capabilities. Uh, but they still have a lot of age and, and on this roster. And the question is, the trade pieces that should be trade pieces that we've talked about for the last couple of seasons, are they available all of a sudden for a team that could sneak its way into the postseason and get hot at the right time? It's a question that David Poyle and others have to be asking themselves.
0: And I think what makes it even more uncomfortable and awkward is if they're in need of a total rebuild and restart to the organization, it's probably not David Poyle pulling the strings with that rebuild. So do you want the guy that may be on the verge of possibly getting into the playoff conversation with a couple of wins? Making making all the decisions about what trades to make and a go for broke. Gets the playoffs and lose quickly in the first round, probably scenario, or are you almost hoping for a higher draft pick and a reset of the franchise? That's a big question amongst Preds fans right now.
1: One other side thought on this: I, I don't know about you guys, playing the same teams over and over and over, has boring a lot to kill it for me. At least if you see something new when they, you know, up until recently, as bad as it's been, I flip over and I go, "Oh, they're playing them again." It's also no, a sport that that's not good me. with At no fans. you least see somebody else in yeah. there. Some some sports work with no fans.
0: Hockey does not work with no fans in, in the in attendance. Yeah, I think I think the, or limited the, fans the, even. The
1: realignment for the COVID purposes, I understand, but it's it's reduced my already admittedly not great interest level when I turn it on and it's Dallas again. Uh,
2: Let's hit two quick headlines, and then we'll get to Clark Lee and the job he's doing early on at Vanderbilt. Let's start with Jay Graham, who's already out at Alabama. Chad, that was that was fast.
0: Weird story. They said he's going to be officially out of the office and out of a job by the end of the week. He was a special teams coordinator. Yes, but the initial thought was, okay, he's now caught up in this NCAA investigation. So it continued. Tennessee continued to look into things. They found something unseemly with Jay Graham. Now, Alabama knows about it, and he's unemployable at Alabama for whatever reason. Um, the other thing is, it could just be some personal issue you know, that we don't know about. But anytime you accept a job, take the job, and then very quickly, what, a month, less than a month in, you're already out, something happened. I mean, there's no, it's not just, oh, I got down to Tuscaloosa and uh, didn't like the restaurant scene in Tuscaloosa, so I'm leaving. Something's gone down with Jay Graham at Alabama which Tennessee fans are probably privately laughing about because Jay Graham had the infamous set of tweets where he took the Alabama job and immediately started boasting about the win streak over Tennessee, a win streak that he helped contribute to as a coach at Tennessee (laughs) and a Tennessee alum. So probably not the smartest thing to do right when you leave a program.
2: Paul, Jayon Brown signed what I think is a one-year, roughly $5.5 million contract. Is it more than that? Is it a multi-year contract for Jayon Brown? It's funny. I was not
1: in the Zoom. I was not in the Zoom with Jayon Brown, but I read some tweets out of the Zoom with Jayon Brown, where he indications are suggested it was longer than a one-year contract, and I think he said it's a three-year contract. Now I don't know why Jayon Brown would boost a uh, boast about the fact that <laughs> it's a three-year contract. It is a three-year contract. It's a one-year contract with two years that automatically void. So the Titans for the first time ever automatically no, automatically, no second year automatically voids there's no so all it did is spread cap money out he has $2 million signing bonus it takes the $2 million signing bonus it spreads it into 3 years i don't know why the third year is necessary because as soon as the the second year voids that,
2: it voids the third.
1: It voids the third, but that cap money, that cap <laughs> money accelerates into the The second year. So the signing bonus six six hundred sixty six thousand is on this year, and then when the when the second year voids one sixty six one one million point six six is on the second year. So they voided. They do a voidable year. He's bragging like it's a three year contract. So what you're telling me is it automatically is, voids. What does the other even is, understand it?
2: He signed a 100 year, one year contract.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Just I mean, in perpetuity. It's the, same, it's the same thing. But
2: it's a one year contract. So this,
0: I don't this think is he understands a, Congrats to Jayon Brown on signing the first 100 year contract <laughs> in NFL history. Well done. Why is this camera not on me right now? Put this camera on me. Right now, damn it. Right now. Isa, there we go. Congratulations to Jayon don't Brown. Don't boss the First 100 year contract <laughs> in NFL history.
2: Great uh, job and shout-out to our crew today, Lance Lee, Jakob Swanson, uh, Levi Gibson, and the chairman of the board, David Reed, who makes this show happen for us each and every day. Big shout-out to Fox Sports Knoxville as well, back on uh, again this evening. Great to be on, and uh, our station list is about to expand more on that in the coming weeks. Uh, Speaking of expansion, Vanderbilt. Expanding their social media presence a bit, Chad. I have noticed the impact that they've been making since Clark Lee took over.
0: Yeah, it's been impressive, Um, you know, just following them. We mentioned Barton Simmons, who's a friend of ours, frequent guest of the show. Hiring him was a good outside-the-box move to sort of run the basically the GM of the team. He's running the recruiting department, and uh, he's done great things on social media. They did great things this week locally. Langston Patterson, really good linebacker from CPA, uh, commits to Vanderbilt, big-time in-city recruit for the Vanderbilt football program. Clark Lee was recruiting him at Notre Dame also, natural fit, Yeah, when he came to Vanderbilt. So, really good get for Vandy. I really like what Clark Lee has done so far. I've been watching the practice footage, uh, workouts, everything else that they've done. Really impressed so far with that. But more than anything, something we talk about all the time with Vanderbilt, act like it matters. In these big sports, right? Have a presence on social media. Do things that that big-time programs do. I I think they're starting to do some of that in football under Clark Lee and and with Barton Simmons and that entire staff, and I've been impressed with it so far.
1: I'm excited that they're excited.
0: Yeah. No no results to show for it, obviously, right now, because there's no games. We have no idea what the team's going to look like. We have no idea ultimately how they're going to recruit. It's got to be better than what Derek Mason did, quite frankly, in recruiting. Uh, can't be much worse. So I, I do think that they're going to improve in that area, and it's going to be a, a program that improves relatively quickly. You could also say nowhere to go but up, which is true. But I really like the energy I'm seeing from quickly from well, on down with that w- staff.
2: And just the impact, the local impact in recruiting. If you follow high school football across the state of Tennessee, they have the 6A Mr. Football winner and C.J. Taylor that he's brought in, and now they have Langston Patterson that's going to be a part of their team. and
0: they held on to C.J. Taylor. He committed to Derek Mason, and they had to hold on for him, and they were able to do that. So I really think a good start in recruiting for them, but more than anything, treating it like it really matters. I think Vanderbilt's doing a better job of that. One, One other quick note I wanted to bring up, because I actually watched a lot of this game yesterday. Lady Vols, they go down to Michigan. Michigan going to their first ever Sweet 16. The Lady Vols were 11 for 29 from layup in that game. Now, when I say layup, these aren't wide open. They're shots around the basket. And they were pretty good with that this year. Uh, Kelly Harper, really good season. For a second year, lots of improvement. Still clearly a lot to get better, a lot of room for improvement. Tennessee doesn't get out of the, the first weekend. Haven't been to the Sweet 16 since 2016. And uh, Raniah Davis, a great player, never gets out of the first weekend her entire career. Not accustomed to that at Tennessee. Only Kelly Harper's first year. So I'll say this. Great first season, but unfortunately they're going to remember what you did in the end, and that was an abysmal performance and a way to go out for Tennessee. Never really close in that game against Michigan. But I think the future does look brighter now because Kelly Harper was able to make that leap from year one to year two.
2: Paul, we're going to have some availability with some new Titans players coming up.
1: Kevin Johnson, like right now, as soon as we say goodbye, he will be on Zoom. Um, And he's probably the one I'm most interested in hearing from in terms of their plans for him and how he feels he has played in recent years. We'll find out just how candid he is.
2: Uh, Josh Reynolds also available today?
1: Uh, I, I'm not positive on this most recent adjustment. He okay. may be uh, the one that's missing. Let's see. They have Johnson, Cimbrilo, and the uh, and new linebacker. Yeah, Denny. So not Reynolds yet.
2: He's, he's intriguing uh, to, to speak with because I want to know the mindset of a receiver who has a chance to be a number two wide out now. Yep. You know? Take that next. Tajay Sharp faced this last Well, no, last Nick, Nick
1: Westbrook-Akina is I know. not available. Yeah, he's not
2: available. We're not going to talk to the number two receiver. Titans number uh, two
1: receiver. <laughs> no, but uh, Tajay NWI. Sharp
2: had the chance to go from a four to a three. and was paid like it. Uh, and got cut. And got cut. And then wound but, up
1: winning a Super Bowl, right? he on uh, on the Bucks.
2: Oh, I don't know. Practice squad, at least. Oh, practice squad, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Josh Reynolds, meanwhile, one-year deal, betting on himself. Can he go and – he's coming off a career year. I want to know the mindset of a guy who has a chance to play behind A.J. Brown um, and get a fair share of passes thrown his way, probably more than he did last year.
1: Yes. I, I think he'd be up for more targets. Again, we need to see who they draft and how big of a hot shot he is and how, uh, how well he's able to transition in. We need to see what they envision for Batson, and we need to see what they envision for Ferguson. Uh, but they still, you know, once they draft and add in that regard, they should have sufficient people to spread it around too. Now it's a matter of distribution. Um, and AJ Brown's going to get targeted more and should get targeted more.
2: Huge thanks to John McClain for joining the show today. If you missed that, you can go back on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, replay, podcast as well. Subscribe to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible. Wherever you find your podcast, Google Play, we are available. Just search out OutKick360. Stay tuned. Uh, later on the network, Clay Travis with OutKick the Show. That's coming your way in a couple of hours from now. He'll have the very latest headlines and reaction on OutKick the Show at 4 p.m. Eastern.
0: All the cancel culture talk you can have uh, That's right, right there, there on, yeah. on Clay's show. It's going right. to be happening. We, For everyone
2: on the YouTube chat, it's
0: coming. We Come are back way.
2: tomorrow. We're going to preview the Sweet 16 matchups. We'll have the Tennessee Hour where we'll talk all things Titans, Vols, and much more. Thanks for being with us today and join us tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here on Outkick 360.
1: It's a societal ill. Please, please help us fix it. Don't go into an intersection at a four-way red light unless you can get through it by the time it changes. Don't block the box.